So it's graduation Sunday, and as I said earlier, we are just super proud and super excited for our graduates and what's next for them in their lives. I remember I was, it was the summer after my senior year of high school. It was a July night. I had just finished the final session of our week-long summer conference. And I remember walking across this college campus And the sky was crystal clear, and there were stars that were out. And I remember thinking, holy cow, what is next for me? And I knew, I knew physically what was next. I was going to go off to college, and I knew where I was going. But even knowing physically what was next for me, there was still this air inside of me that was like, oh my goodness, I have no idea what is coming. If you're a graduate with us this morning, then you have been asked the question in some form or fashion, what's next more this year than you have at any other time in your life? It's the most popular question to ask a senior or a graduate. What college are you going to? What are you going to major in? Or have you applied for any jobs? Where are you looking to get a job? What's next for your life? It's these questions of what's next that happen all the time in the life of a graduate. Now, I know that today is graduation Sunday, and the student minister is up preaching this morning, and so it would be very easy for us to gain this mentality of, well, this is just for the graduates. Um, But this question of what's next applies to us at every stage of life. What's next when we graduate high school? What's next when we graduate college? What's next when our kids leave home? What's next when we have to switch jobs or careers? What's next when tragedy strikes, our life turns upside down, and life throws us a curveball? What's next as we enter retirement? What's next as we enter the final stages of our life? This question of what's next is a question that we continually come back to over and over and over and over again. And there's tension in that question of what's next. A lot of times there's uncertainty about what's next. But the ability to appropriately handle the tension of what's next in life is a valuable tool that we can use time and time and time again. The ability to handle, appropriately handle, the question of what's next and be able to answer that tension is a valuable tool we'll be able to use time and time again. And so this morning, I want to look at this idea of what's next. And I want to look at how Jesus shared a message with his apostles over and over and over again as they faced this question of what's next. And here's what I love about Jesus and the way that he approached his apostles when they thought about what's next is the message was the same. It was more of a mindset. And if we can get this mindset that Jesus said to his apostles, then it will help us through this tension of what's next. I love what Jesus says in Matthew as he's first calling his apostles. He says, walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, 
follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. What an exciting time for these men. A rabbi has called them to follow him. In first century Jewish culture, if a rabbi called you to follow him, it was a big deal. It was something that was top-notch. You are super excited. Your life has changed. And here's what I love about what happens here. There are a couple men, they're fishermen, and Jesus says, follow me. It's like this graduation moment where their life is just flipped upside down. They are super excited, but I can imagine in the midst of this excitement, they're like, holy cow, what does this mean? What's next? What's going to happen for me? And I love the message that Jesus communicates here. Now, this is just from my brain, okay? So, uh, but, but I think that, that there is a very clear message if we look into this. The message that Jesus is communicating to these men is, I see a purpose for you that is greater than you see for yourself. I see a purpose for you that is greater than you see for yourself. You see, these men were fishermen. They assumed their life was going to be catching fish, which in that day was an important trade. It was an important job, something that needed to be done. But Jesus came along and he said, you see yourself as fishermen. I see you as world changers. Come follow me. And I am convinced that if Jesus were here this morning, he would look at the graduates as they are on this exciting journey into what's next in their life. He would say, you have all these plans, you have all these dreams, you have all these aspirations. That's incredible. That's awesome. Go chase them. But as you chase those dreams and aspirations, know this. I see a purpose for you that is greater than what you see for yourself. And that's not limited to graduates. We all have dreams, we all have aspirations, we all have these directions that we see our life headed, and Jesus would look you in the eye with these loving eyes, and he would say, I see a purpose for you that is greater than what you see for yourself. In exciting times, that's Jesus' message to us. I see a purpose for you that is greater than what you see for yourself. I faced one of those times of what's next when I was graduating high school and headed into college and I was unsure, but I was excited. But I also faced another time of what's next in my life when I was in my 20s. I went through this time of just really deep depression. Felt like my life was kind of spiraling out of control. Maybe you've been there. I felt like I was on the verge of losing everything. And how do we handle what's next when tragedy strikes? Maybe you've experienced this. Maybe you've experienced the death of a loved one. Maybe you've experienced depression. Maybe you've experienced someone that has just flipped your life upside down and you're not sure what to do. Maybe you've experienced life kind of spiraling and you're left seeking the question, what's next? And that's a difficult question to answer in those moments where life is just incredibly difficult. But Jesus gives a very clear message to his apostles that we can also apply to our lives. 
as they faced a difficult moment as well. In the book of John, it says this, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. And then he said to his disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. Now, when I read this, I thought, this is pretty awesome of Jesus. I always thought my entire life, Jesus is making sure that his mom is well taken care of. That is pretty stand up. It's typical Jesus fashion. It's pretty incredible. But I think there's something more going on here. You see, Jesus knew his disciples' lives had been flipped completely upside down. That in the last 24 hours, they had experienced a tragedy that although he warned them, they never expected to experience. They had followed Jesus for three years, expecting him to become the king, the one that was going to overthrow the Romans. He was, they were going to be his right-hand men. They were going to be ruling with him, and they were going to set everything right. And in the last 24 hours, they've all fled. He's been arrested, beaten, and crucified on a cross. Their dreams of him being king and setting everything straight were dashed. Their lives flipped upside down. Their purpose and everything that they had followed for the last three years were smashed and shattered. And Jesus, hanging on a cross, looks at one of his disciples, the one that was standing by the cross. And he says, behold your mother. And he says to his mother, behold your son. He's making sure his mom is taken care of, but in a much more real sense, he is communicating something deeper. He's saying in the difficult moments, you still have purpose. In the difficult moments, you still have purpose. See, Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew that in three days he was going to rise from the dead. He knew that shortly after he rose from the dead, he was going to gather his disciples back around him and they were going to go out and be world changers. But he knew in this moment there was tragedy happening. And in this moment, he had an opportunity to speak to John, the disciple that he loved, and to say simply, this is hard. But I'm still working and you still have a purpose. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop following me. Don't stop chasing me. Don't stop having hope. And I see that, and again, this is just for my own brain, but I see Jesus communicating this to John, that in the midst of tragedy, if John can just follow him here, and just focus on his purpose of taking care of his mom. In just a few short weeks, John will be ready to step into another purpose. And Jesus says the same thing to us. In the midst of tragedy, in the midst of life's difficulties, when things are flipped upside down, we still have a purpose. And you still have a purpose. And God is not waiting for the tragedy to be over to use you in that purpose. He is using you right now in the midst of the purpose. And he will continue to use you 
later when this tragedy is over. You have a purpose. In the midst of exciting times, God has a purpose for you that is greater than you see for yourself. And in the midst of difficult times, God still has a purpose for you. Don't give up. Don't stop following him. Don't stop chasing him. Don't stop seeking him. And we can answer this question of what's next at every stage of life. Jesus was about to leave his apostles for the final time. He'd already risen from the dead. He was about to ascend into heaven and leave them on earth. And I I love what he communicates to his apostles as he's about to leave. He says this in Matthew 28, after he gives them the great commission and sets them on their purpose to go and preach the gospel to the world, he says something very important. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Jesus communicates, you have a purpose. You have a purpose now. You have a purpose later You have a purpose until the final days of your life. And I'm going to be with you in the midst of you serving that purpose until your life is finished, until you are complete. You have a purpose. I don't know where you are at in your life. Maybe you are a student sitting here that says, holy cow, graduation is forever away and I don't think I'll ever get there. Maybe you're a graduate that is graduating and you're looking at the rest of your future excited but apprehensive and uneasy about what's next. Maybe you're a parent that's about to be an empty nester. Maybe you're in a career. Maybe you're retired. Maybe you're entering those last days of your life. Wherever you are at, know this. God has a purpose for your life. And you can go out and change the world. God has a purpose for your life. And you can go out and change the world. The question becomes, how do I find God's purpose? It's easy to sit here and be like, yeah, I have a purpose. Woo! But it's a much more difficult question to be like, okay, like, I don't know what God's purpose for my life is. How do I even begin to understand what God's purpose for my life is? And how do I even begin to go chase that down and find it? And this is where I think we have made it entirely, entirely too difficult. Entirely too difficult. You see, Jesus says, I am with you always. He says, let's go live this purpose together. And finding this purpose that we are going to live together is actually much easier than we have made it out to be. You see, oftentimes when we think about going out and living our purpose, going out and being who God created us to be, we think about these big things that we need to do and these things to get tons of recognition. We think about going out and doing big service projects or big mission trips. We think about going out and speaking to lots of people. And really, God's purpose for our life is much more simple than that. 
You see, when Jesus left, he said, I'm going to send you a helper called the Holy Spirit. And that helper is going to come along and it is going to help you follow God. It's going to help you find God's purpose for your life. And you've felt this before. You've felt those inner nudgings where the Holy Spirit says, go do this. You've felt those inner nudgings where the Holy Spirit says, hey, go make a phone call. Send that text. Go talk to that person that's struggling. Man, that family is, is having a hard time. Go mow their yard. Go make them dinner. Hey, invite those people over to your house and just hang out with them. You felt these urgings inside of you. And so often those urgings are from God. And living out his purpose is less about going out and doing these massive things that earn tons of recognition. And it's more about saying, all right, I've got, I've got this urging to make a phone call. And so I'm, I'm going to just take a step into God's purpose for me in this moment. And oftentimes, guys, God is not looking for us to know the end result. That's what we like, isn't it? We really, really like knowing the end result. We like saying, all right, I'm here. God's purpose for my life is over there. Now, how do I get there? When really, God is more often than not simply asking you to take a step. To follow the urging of the Holy Spirit and say, okay, God, I'll I'll do that right now today. And pretty soon we take that step and we are living our life in God's purpose and the Holy Spirit urges us to do something else and so we just, we just take another step. And now we're, we're continuing to live in God's purpose and the Holy Spirit urges us to do something else and so we just take another step. And pretty soon after taking step after step after step, we have lived God's purpose for our life and we are living this life That is the purpose of what God created us to live. And we are doing things we never thought we would do. And we look at our lives and we think, holy cow, this is the best possible life I could ever live. Because the truth is, is that when we can live God's purpose for our lives, it is the best possible life that we can live. And so... How do we find God's purpose? It's not about knowing the end result. It's about looking around and saying, all right, Holy Spirit's urging me to take this next step. And suddenly you're living in God's purpose. You see, in the exciting times, God says, I see a purpose for you that is so much bigger than you see for yourself. In the difficult times, God says, you still have a purpose. Don't give up. Continue to live it. And in every stage of life, God says, you have a purpose. Let's go live it together. Every week, I offer our students a simple, practical challenge that they can walk out those doors and throughout the week, they can know, okay, This is the thing that I'm going to try to do to take just this next step in my faith. This week, I'm going to try to live this out. And I have a practical challenge for you guys this morning as well. It's simply this. The Holy Spirit speaks to us on a daily basis. 
It encourages us to live in the purpose that God created us to live in. And so this week, I simply want you to pay attention to those urgings of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to try to follow one urging every day. Every day, you just get this this urge like, oh, I should text that person. And so, you pull out your phone and you send a text. Oh, you know what? I haven't checked on that person in a while. I should just check on them. And suddenly we're taking steps into the purpose that God has given us for that moment, for that day, for our life. Just taking another step. We don't have to know the end result. We just have to continue to be in step with God and what he has for our lives. You see, in the exciting times, God has a purpose that is greater for you than you have for yourself. In the difficult times, God has a purpose for you. Don't give up. And at every stage in life, whether you are a kid or whether you are entering your final stages, God has a purpose for you and he wants you to go live it and he wants, you to, he wants to help you live it.